It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main, and today, as always, we have a super special, epic guest that we are going to share with you from the heart and have the conversations that people really want to hear and are often unafraid to have those conversations. And because she's right here next to me, I'm going to introduce her right now. This is the beautiful Mary Lou Coombe. And... Today we are going to talk about things that we are often unafraid to have those conversations and the hedonistic way is really about creating and opening up a platform and space to share with us so we can all evolve and expand and have these often really hard but really friggin important conversations from a place of absolute love. So when we delve into today's conversation, I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but I do know that we really want to share some conversations that Mary Lou and I have had several times and we just thought you know what we want to bring it to you guys and really open up this conversation and as we do I really ask you to open up from a space of love and um and just yeah see where see where this goes so Welcome Hi. to the show. Hello. <laughs> what a beautiful honour to be in this space, Renee. Thank oh, you. It's one thing welcome. seeing it, I think, from that end and being in it. The, there's real magic right now, right oh. here. So thank you, my love. Thank you. <laughs> and it just helps with technical difficulties yes. as well. hundred <laughs> percent, yes. So, you know, which is always a bonus. Bonus, absolutely. Um, now, I do want to share with you... Um, Mary Lou, for those of you who may or may not know, Mary Lou does amazing work with our youth and with our children. She mentors children. She's really passionate about creating change and connection within families and um, really empowering and raising you know, resilient kids, resourceful kids, kind kids, smart kids, whatever, you know, whatever I think is alive in them and um, and bringing that out and growing that instead of, I don't know why I want to say, but hiding all the bits that we think are wrong, you know, and just so embracing much. them, um, yes. embracing our kids as they are. So 
she does that. She does a whole bunch of things. She's actually worked with some of the most incredible people and leaders in this industry. She teaches kids yoga, but as I said in the intro, is what I see in Mary Lou is this fierce frigging leader that is dying <laughs> to be unleashed and Mary Lou is like the most easygoing person on the planet and I don't know um, if my husband would say that Oh, my daughter called me on the weekend moody. So oh, I'm like... There you go. It's I'm always not, at the yeah, family, right? I know. That's it. Those ground roots. But um, keep us humble. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's exactly what it's about, you know. It is. It is, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, but I forgot. Oh, that's oh. right. Easy going. That's right. And um, hello, Nicole. How are you? Um, she's easy going, but... She's so much more than that. And she has some really powerful thoughts that really go against, that are really different in terms of what we're hearing out there. And it comes from a place of, I want to say it's educated and it's well-rounded, but it's also from her real life experience. So maybe let's start there i can see you going oh crap well i'm gonna really just put it out there like i'm really nervous about today because these sort of conversations for me normally only happen in safe spaces like yeah. on our walks and talks and yeah. with people that are quite close to me and that i really trust yeah, yeah. um because i just think some things sometimes are not ready to be heard by everybody yeah. um but i do realize there's been a huge message for me um since about I don't know, October last year, and probably even before that, but really evident for me since October last year that I need to be stepping up and saying some things because when I do have these conversations offline and when I do have these conversations in private, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, why aren't you talking about this? And yeah. and sometimes what I think is also normal and what people just maybe know, yeah. um, especially like when it comes to parenting and with my boys and just raising boys in particular, yeah. I kind of just think, well, all parents of raising boys would you know, think like this as yeah. well. But I've been told, no, case. that's not always the yeah. case. And some people need to know about that. Yeah. Um, and I've been very, very blessed with some magical women in particular and men, but mostly women because I've had a huge um, mistrust in women growing up for mm. me. And, and, and I'm really complex kind of a human in that. And I've questioned this about myself all the time because I've got an amazing mother who I've had a very close relationship with. Mm -hmm. So as a female role model, I've always had a really strong, close female role model in yeah. my life, but yeah. yet I had a disconnect of ever being close to women, like women yes. in general, as friends, high school, yeah. um, you name it, it's the women that have hurt me, and mm -hmm. I've had a massive mistrust, and it's always been the, the males that I've connected with and that I've been able mm. to be vulnerable with and can, you know, yeah. safe with, because they don't hold... Um, all the bullshit that women hold, you know, mm. especially like in those teen, young adult years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just been a really interesting journey for me going, well, I do need to um, share some of this now, and but I'm not sure how. Yeah. And so I really publicly want to say to you, thank you for this opportunity yeah. because you and I have 
amazing conversations yeah like I love the talks we have I walk away continuing the conversation <laughs> in my head yes. with you yes. um, and also opening my mind and kind of going oh I didn't see that this way before and delving mm. into that a bit more and mm. even just me voicing things yeah. I kind of got well where did that come from or yes. where do I need to go back to that yeah does that I, make sense yeah, yeah. definitely definitely yeah. and um, I think that sometimes in that is we've got such we feel so strongly about so many things and we're so passionate but sometimes when it's very different to what other people are saying around us yeah. it can really make us want to hide yes. a little bit you know but you know a friend said to me a couple of months ago is we were talking about kids and I'm just trying to think of what it was about screens or kids and yeah. social media something like that and she actually said to me I don't need a whole bunch of people who believe what I believe and think what I think yeah. I just need one person one person and um that well, was, on that yeah. point though the, like I, I need to um, really make this clear and I've had a few people talk about this in my life and I think it's really, really relevant. Like Hubby and I actually talk mm. about this a lot and we make sure that we're not surrounded by people mm. that believe everything that we believe. Because yes. when we surround ourselves by people that only believe what we believe, then how are we ever going to grow? Yeah? How are we yeah. ever going to expand our mind and learn about new things? Yeah. And there's a real fine line, especially in the personal development world, where we go, oh, get rid of toxic people in your life. Mm. There's a huge difference between toxic people and people that don't hold all the views that you hold. Oh, absolutely. And that sometimes, absolutely. I think, gets lost, especially in mm. the online world. And mm. when we're wanting to communicate a message yeah. and we come across like, oh, are they being toxic because they don't believe what I believe? But yes. yet it's just their point of yeah. view and it's... Um, yeah, really being aware and yeah. mindful of yeah. toxic yes. versus not agreeing with me. <laughs> and so let me ask you then about that is because, and that's something that, and Chris and I were talking about it on the weekend, and guys, I'm interested to hear your thoughts as well, mm. is it's so important to be mindful of who you hang around. 100%. And... You know, the people who bring you up and they, you know, they pep you up and they don't bring you down and all of those things and hang around, let's say, like spirited people, but they don't have to have the exact same beliefs and they, you can challenge your thinking and expand your thinking. So then what is the difference then, I want to ask you, between hanging around people who don't, how do people know the difference between people who aren't good for their soul yep. and don't make them feel good about themselves once they walk away mm -hmm. to those conversations where we don't need to have the same beliefs and, in fact, that's a good thing. So when you say you and your hubby are really particular about who you surround yourself with because you don't want to agree all the time. What's the difference? How do you explore that space? Honestly, for me, um, especially uh, you know, in the last two or three years um, where I've even just gone to, say, networking events, 
beautiful people everybody just so lovely to catch up with i connect i talk i laugh i get in the car and i burst into tears and yeah. my body just feels so drained yeah um versus being in an environment or a networking event or whatever and having really heated conversations sometimes and different opinions yeah but getting in the car and just feeling so alive yeah. and so um invigorated yeah and what it really comes back to is listening to your gut, yeah. your intuition, yeah. your body and your heart yeah. and the thoughts that happen afterwards. Mm -hmm. So like on our walks and talks, like I said to you, when yeah. I walk away, I'm invigorated. And, you know, the conversations that are still happening with you in my head, yes. I take so much away from that. And that mm -hmm. says to me, when my body and my mind and, you know, my heart and all of that yeah. reacts in that way, when I'm around somebody, I'm yeah. like... Well, that's a person I want to be more yes. around with. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the key difference for me, yeah. rather than there's so many people that actually do say what I say, who might believe what I believe, mm -hmm. and yet when I walk away from them, I feel really, really yeah. drained. It's yeah. not. And so for me, it really is about how my body, mm. what my body reacts, mm. and listening to more of that. Yeah. That's where absolutely. it's come down for me now. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And um, I was saying to my partner last week is, um, you know, being aware of. When you feel like you have to, as I think I said it earlier, is you feel like you have to hide and yeah. or dumb yourself down and put on that mask of you're not really that that person and um, and it's just exhausting. Well, we play in the online space. Yeah. And I think that's a huge difference as well. And one of the reasons I've pulled back from some of the online spaces is because I feel like I can't use my voice. Mm. In the way that I want to and nor do I want to have the energy I mean I want to be playing with my boys rather than trying to explain myself to somebody yes. online about my views on feminism for example really touchy subject right yeah. or um, my views on people of color for yes. example and the whole thing around that right now with privilege yes. in particular and you know as a mother I'm so aware of how I'm raising my boys yeah. with my background yes. um, which I don't even know if a lot of people know about my background mm -hmm. you know I wasn't born in Australia I came out here when I was 10 not speaking English English so to everybody I look like I'm white mm. yeah I'm white yeah. right but I've had so much yeah stuff against me and challenges yes. that yeah. Australian people would not have had for yes. example and what I'm so aware of is coming back to that so that my boys yeah. are not exposed to what I was exposed to as a kid because I would never wish that upon no. anybody yeah but I also want them to understand privilege without it being a dirty word yes. without it being you know carried with guilt yes. and i think with everything like with my mindset and where i come from is very much about um how does it affect our future leaders which is our children now and whether you're watching and you're a parent or you're not a parent or you're a parent of older children and you think this doesn't apply to you mm. it 100 percent applies to you because yeah. these kids are going to be the rulers of where absolutely, we're headed absolutely. like regardless yeah. of whether they're your own children or not definitely and that's something that i really wanted to delve into today in in our conversation today is about white privilege and privilege um because mary lou has a very different understanding of it i feel like we mm. hear there's this huge polarization around white privilege and it's from being an absolute racist 
to white privilege to where there's guilt attached to it. And that's what so, I'm seeing rising at the moment. Yeah. With, yeah. So let's talk about that. But first of all, I do want to say that um, that I identify as you know as an invader to this country. Um, my heritage what stems back from we were explorers um, in yeah. my mum's lineage is um, is human hovel yeah. the explorers hovel is our direct lineage yeah. um, my father is English but um, I feel very what's the word um, aware and completely in reverence to our indigenous at the same time and I want to bring up my girls with the understanding of white privilege but not feel guilty yes and it's a really it. hard thing to do so, especially in the way that it's communicated in the media yeah yeah you know so like, yeah what do you identify as and how then can we raise our children to be aware of privilege mm. and white privilege and how we can actually use it so we can all evolve and rise together? Yeah. Um, Such powerful questions. Yeah. They? they really yeah. are. Yeah. So really what are. would you say to that? Well, I identify, first of yeah. all, as 100% Australian. Yeah. This country has given me so much, so much opportunities, especially as a woman that I would never have had back in Lebanon. Yeah. I mean, I watch my gorgeous cousins who have got masters and PhDs and they've studied their brains out in engineering and, you know, all sorts of stuff and they can't even get a job. Yeah. And for them to even go out and try and get a job, it's like, what's the point? Because they'll be walking away with $50 if yes. that a week, yeah. if they're lucky, right? And I just kind of, for me, I'm so Australian through and through. Yeah. And I came out here when I was 10 and it wasn't until 15 when I went back to Lebanon with my brother alone yeah. um, and stayed with my grandparents in the village for three months mm. that I, I wouldn't say I hated Lebanon, but I really learned to appreciate Australia and yeah. actually what Australia's given me and all yeah. the hard work my mum's put in. Yeah to come out here and yeah. to give us what she's given us and to raise us the way that she did, you know? And yeah. even even to be able to go to school um, without bullets overheads and bombings yeah. and, you know? And so all of that, like, just to be able to feel safe, to yeah. be able to have that in this country. Yeah. I just think, for me, Australia is the land of opportunity. It's a land of growth. It's a land where women can use their voice, men can use their voice, um, we can stand up for what we believe in. Yeah. Um, I've talked to some women about this and I get just so stumped that Australian women that were born and born here mm. don't see how powerful they are. Mm. And in all the countries that I've lived in, in all the countries I've travelled to, to me, other than the Scandinavian region, yeah. Australian women have just got so much power they don't even realize mm. and what i worry about is that we go into this victimhood mm. of the way that women you know want to fight for rights right now mm. but they're using things from 30 40 years ago of how yeah. women were treated yes not actually looking at how yeah. women are now being treated yeah. right yeah and so this is just the one thing just with women and then when we bring it to privilege mm. 
we are a privileged country, a hundred percent. We're not a first world country for no reason, yeah. right? Um, and I mean, thank goodness now for media outlets and and the internet and you know television and reporters that go out of their way and go like in the strip of you know Giza mm. and they show us what's happening yeah. in different parts of the world. Yeah. But we are in a very privileged country. Yes. And I think, like, I'm in this space right now with my boys where we've given them everything. Yeah. And we want our children to be safe. And, you yeah. know, I'm very aware to not bubble wrap them. But forget even the bubble wrapping stuff. It's like, how do I teach my children that if they were to travel somewhere up to even within the same country to Darwin, let's yes. say, or Northern Territory... Yeah. And what they would be exposed to there would be very different oh, very to the different. eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and honestly, the answer that I have, and I've, 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 I stay awake yeah. thinking about this because I'm very aware that I don't want my children to have what I had as a child. Yeah. Although what I had as a child still had value, so I wouldn't be the person yes. I am today without but it, right? Just, but I don't want to yeah. give them that. I yes. don't want them to live in that trauma kind of like, yes. oh my gosh, what's going to happen any moment? Yeah. But I want them to understand how lucky they are yes. without also carrying the guilt of yes. it. And honestly, the answer that I come down to that is travel. Yeah. Travel is taking our children to travel yeah because when they read about it it's one thing yeah. it's still very separate or when they it. go and experience it yeah so you know i'll be talking to my husband a lot just starting them off and going to somewhere like bali to start yeah. off with yeah. and not staying in the fancy places yeah um but another place that had a huge impact on me was kota kinabali in mm -hmm. in sarawak in malaysia right. um, and just seeing how locals live there but also with nature yeah. and and just, just ex giving them the experience, exposure. yeah, exposure. Yeah. And I say to my husband, you know, when they turn eighteen and they have entered adulthood legally, mm. um, their present is going to be a one-way ticket to somewhere in the world. Yeah. Where they have to work their own way back. Yeah. So builds resilience and opens their mind, you yeah. know. And next year, fingers crossed, my aim is to take them to Lebanon. Yeah. And show them parts of where I grew up and. Yeah you know, kind of talk about how lucky yeah. they are now yeah. without any guilt attached because we've worked hard for this. Yeah. Um, but to remember, like, not everybody's got that either. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, talk about it in a way where it's not attached to shame. It's mm. not attached to, um, like, I would love the world to be in a place where when we see a person of colour and we see a white person, we just see a person. Yes. We don't see somebody based on their skin mm. and their her heritage. Yeah. And that, that's really, really hard. I mean, we haven't even solved the stuff with Aboriginals in our own no, country, right? right? Yeah. Um, but I just really, for me, I think I have the mindset that I do because I have been raised very much in a victim society. Yeah. And I've broken away from that and I've worked very hard yeah. to break away from a victim society. Yeah. So how... How have you, and you, you're very much, you're not, you don't play the victim whatsoever. So how did you not, I want to say as a 10 year old girl who had, <laughs> you know, heard bullets overhead and, you know, I can't even, I can only imagine um, what that must have been like. So what has your, what's been your experience with? Being a victim, how, how were you? Did you come to Australia? And I don't know about you guys, but would you go 
you kind of have a right to be a victim a little bit, you know? Like, Well, I've got a very amazing mum yeah. that doesn't play in that area. Yeah. And she's always about growing and being yeah. empowered. So yeah. I've been very blessed. Like my mum yeah. has played a massive role in that for me. Yeah. But I think also, um, so when I was 14, like year 8, I think it was 13, 14, in year yeah. 8, I got kicked like in the... In, like on the ground, I got kicked in the stomach, mm. my head stood on by somebody who came from a Eastern European background mm. um, where Muslims have taken over their country and have yeah. done really horrendous things. And he thought because I was Lebanese, I was Muslim. Yeah. So automatically he thought mm. he would take out that anger on me. Yeah. Um, and... I remember this so clearly and it's had such an impact on my life because I really felt sorry for him. Yeah. And I think that's where my compassion really kicked in. Yeah. Um, and I went into, like, if he thinks that, what are we thinking about others in the world? Yeah. And even as a Lebanese person where, you know, a lot of the war, you know, between the Palestinians and the Israelis and all of that and, you know, what Middle Eastern likes... Israelis yeah. and I'm like but I've met some Jewish people that are friggin amazing yeah and so what do I just not like them because yeah. they're from that region but yeah. they're still human yeah. and we get along so so well yeah. and I have so much respect for them yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but how did you it's actually experiences come to that? yeah absolutely okay. experiences I mean I lived in Brazil for three months when I was 16 yeah I have family members that will not sit at the same table as a person of color yeah and I was floored by that. Yeah. I was... So my mum was born um, in West Africa. Yeah. And we... Her family, um, when they came back to Lebanon, they adopted... Mm. Um, so I've got an aunt who's from Sierra Leone, from Freetown. Her tribe yeah. didn't want her anymore. And my yeah. grandfather adopted her and she came with us to Lebanon. Wow. And she was like my mum. Yeah. Like she was very... I was so close to her. Yeah. Um, and so I never saw her as person of colour and yeah. I'm white and we're different. Yes. To me, we were the same. Yeah. Um, but living in Brazil and having that, um, just that, because over there it's very much about class. It's mm. very much about, you know, where you fit into that class system. Yeah. And I wasn't raised like that. Yeah. So with my mum, my mum right. is probably the thing for me that, you yeah. know, and just having these experiences, yeah. I've always questioned things, yes. always questioned like why yeah. and how and um, so I think that's what's brought me and mm. I think having children, like mm. in recent time now, is what's activated that in me even more. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, the language, language is so important to me. So when we, you know, we've had this conversation, so when we talk about, let's say, domestic violence or when we talk about men do all this or yes. when we talk I go into uh, like yeah. no this is actually yes. not the way we need to be talking about this yeah. or you know when we talk about people of color like yes we need to recognize their struggles we need to honor where they've yes. come from a hundred percent yeah yeah we're not empowering them for example yeah when we talk about and I think it was you who said this right mm. correct me if I'm wrong though so if we say Oh, I'm happy to step out of a picture mm. if a person of color was applying for the same job as I am. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And give them that opportunity. Yeah. Now, that comes from a beautiful space. Mm. Take that to the next level of how we've just victimized that person. Yes. And we've actually didn't really honor yeah. their ability to yes. do it regardless of their color. Yes. Yeah? yeah. We've automatically exactly. gone, they're a person of color yeah. and 
therefore they get a rite of passage they get that rite of passage because yeah. i'm white and we've taken over and we've done yes. all this stuff for them in history yes. right yeah so it's and it's a fucked up really fine yeah. line yeah yeah you know Absolutely. and for me as a parent especially like with my boys you know like at the moment listening in media you think the worst thing to be is a white male like mm. just because you're born white male oh yeah. you've been privileged and you've yeah. always had you know the upper hand in everything and yeah. so i kind of go what's that's gonna maybe not so much now but what's it gonna mean for their future if we continue down that line of thinking yeah yeah, yeah. so what then do we do to let's say alter this line of thinking take responsibility for our own shit yeah how we show up yeah how we actually show up yeah and the intentions behind what we do what we're doing yeah um, and also speaking to people from, you know, like yeah. the women that have been in abuse relationships, speaking to yeah. people of color, speaking, you know, because even people of color don't sit on the same fence with things, Yeah, no, you know, and have very these very different views. Funny you say that <laughs> is because I, my ex, um, my ex was Aboriginal and but he was born in Victoria. I was just thinking about it like this morning or yesterday, I can't remember. <laughs> is um but I so I met him in Alice Springs. Yeah. Now the indigenous culture in Alice Springs is very different to what it is in Victoria. Yeah. Very, very different. So yeah. I get the whole, you know, there's there's not necessarily unison within every particular race yes, and culture 100%. and everything else. But, and you said it earlier, is but being open and being compassionate and honouring their path and their experience and not pretending that we know what it was like for for us to for them to walk that path no. as well and um but something that you you tapped into before and i want to explore it more is um is you know so like talking about white supremacy mm -hmm. and you know and that's you know and that tokenism um we did do it with gender a lot yeah. like we just placed these women in roles it was like a free will a goodwill gesture you know and it's, I think it's like personally as a woman really? i find that really insulting yeah yeah because you know i even know of organizations right now like huge organizations some yeah. banks for example yeah that their executives do not get the kpis mayor unless they have a certain amount of women a certain mm. amount of um even like sexually oriented people yeah um and males and so I, I, I just fell off my chair off that because I just kind of go, mm. oh my gosh, like if I had a daughter and even if me, I walked into an organization applying for a job and found out that I merely got the job yes. based on being female, yes. I'm mortified by that. Yeah. Like personally, I mean, I, I, am I the only one or other women are not mortified by that? Yeah. Yes, I definitely want, you know, equality, but get proper equality. Like yes. get it because yeah. you actually earn the equality rather than yeah. getting it based on what is it like affirmative activism yes i think yes. that's a term yeah. for it in the states yeah. right? so rather than i mean look in the states you know mm. and we do it here with aboriginals and and tourist trade and yeah. all that to a certain extent mm. is we think we're giving them these opportunity because of course you know um 
when we talk about white supremacy, mm. we've always thought, oh, the white people know best. Yes. And it should be done our way. Yes. Rather yeah. than giving them their power back and letting them come yes. in and do what they do best in the yes. way that they do it. Yeah. Especially Aboriginal culture, yes. right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, oh my God, I, I just feel like firing off so many things yeah. in my head right now that I want to say, but I just think that we do them more of a disservice yeah. by doing that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like I said before, it's it's almost like, we're not giving the woman or the person of colour or whatever mm. the chance to be in that position mm. based on their ability. Yeah. It's because we felt sorry for them or yes. it's the status quo that we need to feel. Yeah. And yeah. I think that does more damage in the long term. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've seen it in, you know, in, in the States where um, people um, get accepted into universities mm. based on their yeah. African-American background. Yeah. But then they can't keep up and they drop out. And so they've got a higher rate. Mm. If you look statistically, they've yeah. got a much higher rate of dropping out of a university degree or mm. college mm. than um, people of, you know, yeah. non-coloured yeah. crown. Yeah. And you just kind of go, are we empowering them mm. or are we actually setting them up to mm. fail? But sometimes, and whether it's, say, for example, whether it's gender-based or whether it's a person of colour... Um, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm just, I feel like there's something in there that I just want to, you know, like it's, I know I've got a friend who was given an opportunity because she is a person of color and female in an industry. And I won't say her name mm -hmm. because she's, she's well known, but she was given an opportunity because She's both of those things in an industry where there was not, there were no right. females. So she's been given an amazing opportunity to do amazing work mm -hmm. in this space. So is it possible that sometimes we should just say we're given this opportunity and but to not... You know, like, and she she might have just got, not just her, like this person at the bank or yeah, whoever yeah. that got, I have this job and to find out that I just got it because I was feeling this st this stat that, yeah. you know. Um, Could she they, do the job? Yes. Then that's what matters though. And that's it. That's and that's what, what I, I would love for society yes. to get to. Yeah. Is to go, you've got her yeah. and you've got, let's just say, the complete opposite, a white male. Yeah. Could they both do the jobs? And then if we need to give that opportunity to her because she's a person of colour and yes, okay. and, and yeah. she's a female because yeah. there's none of that that exists and we need to make way for that to exist. Yes. But she can still do the job yeah, equally. Yeah, absolutely. But and I think where we fail sometimes is when we can't do the jobs equally. Yeah, and yeah. What oh, we're, absolutely. What we're, we're, it's like we're going... We're, 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 rather than... Um, Rather than actually finding solutions to a problem, we're just flipping it. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's where we're going right now, yeah. personally. I feel like that's where we're going. Yeah. I mean, I hear people say in some of my circles, oh, you know, F the patriarchy, bring back the matriarchy. Yes. What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just flipping it. Yeah. But <laughs> do we have to create the space, though, in these big businesses um, and I'm saying it fully mm -hmm. aware that there's another way, um, but 
is that a necessary step to go, okay, we need to fill this quota of female, of people of colour, to begin the transition of change? Perhaps, as long as we're not setting them up to fail. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than so somebody being in a not, role and they're not yeah, being able absolutely. to perform it to what is yes. needed. So and how then they can just... we not set them up? So this, you know, this person of colour who got accepted into this scholarship and the dropout rate is absolutely huge. How, or the person at the bank or wherever it is, yeah. is how can we empower them and not set them up to fail? Skill them. Skill them, give them yeah. the opportunities to actually build the stepping stones yeah. to what's needed to get into that role or into yeah. that degree or, you know, yeah. not merely just based on. Yeah. I mean, I just see, you know, even within our own country, like um, just in the, even in the education system, right? And even the way that we set it up, like we, we think that we're doing Torres Strait and, and Aboriginals a favour mm -hmm. by having a different tick like mm. form, yeah. you know, space, yes. a tick box for them. Yes. I mean, yeah. if there's no more segregation than that, then where is it? This and is their country. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. this is actually yes. their country. Yes. So to yeah. me, that's just, when I see that, I just go, what an effing insult. Like, why do we need to have on a form yeah. that we've already victimised them and went, oh, they're, yeah. they're a different group. Yeah. Like, when are we going to become inclusive mm. as a society? Mm. And we only do that by... Well, I believe talking about what we want yeah. rather than what we don't want. Yeah. So once we start using language of what we want, yeah. working together, yeah. um, rather than a mentality of us and them, yes, that's when things Absolutely. will really start shifting. Yeah. So for me, you know, when I talk about inequality, for me and even yes. with my boys, yeah. it's not men and women. It's yes. not males and you know, it's yeah. it's people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's people. Yeah. So uh, just bringing it back to, for me anyway, yeah. um, what it is that I want, mm. what it is that I would like to see and talk about it from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for me as well is it's such a – and most people want to do the, the best thing. You know, most people, all these people I would come say from beautiful intentions, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, and we are in a space where, and I noticed, you know, we we were a part of the same thread last week, and I haven't actually spoken about it before. <laughs> <laughs> navigating the space of what can I say, what can't I say, is it's really hard, and I think most people want to say the right thing and they do not want to hurt anyone no. but how then can we navigate and I kind of can't keep up with what I can say and what I can't say but so, then that, that's becoming dishonest to who you are and that's because it. we are worrying so much yeah and I, I I'm not going to name this person but I see this one person online that she has a heart of gold. Yeah. And I can see how she's very strong about women's rights. Yeah. And, you know, what women have fought for. Yeah. And at the same time, I can see how she doesn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's really then not standing in your own exactly. truth that's and right. speaking your own thing. And yes. that's where I think I've come from. Like, look, I, a little while ago, and I am going to speak about this really frankly, like yeah. a little while ago um, when the Gillette ad happened. Yes. And that gorgeous young Israeli women got yeah. murdered sort of around the same yes. time those things happened. Yes. And I 
rarely ever post anything mm. like this online. Mm. Oh, and I felt a lot about it. It brought up a lot of emotions yeah, in me, me for both things that happened, mm. right? And I put them in the same pose. Yeah. Nobody but one person commented on the death. Yes. Everybody was so focused on this Gillette ad. Yeah. And I did go a little bit off, um, like, I didn't, I didn't see it with like a lot of how women see it. And I don't know whether it's because, again, I've got two young boys that I'm raising to be the compassionate, strong men that I would like for yeah. them to be. Yeah. Um, but I saw that ad very differently. And I actually took it as like women for so long hated men telling them what to do. Yeah. And I grew up in a culture, believe you me, <laughs> that fucking always got told what I needed to be as yeah. a woman, right? Yeah. And fought yeah. against it. I rebelled. Yes. I'm the biggest rebel against all that yeah. shit. But we were doing the same. Yes. Women, it was a women marketer in Gillette that mm. thought she could put this out there and tell men how they needed to be. Yeah. And yeah. then we wonder why men are going, fuck you, we don't need women around. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I'm no, supposed that's to say fine. That's But, fine. you know, like it's just a really – and I – and, you know, out of that, me standing in that – you know, because I'm, I'm in no way diminishing what women mm. need to do. Yeah. And women have come so far, like yeah. so far. So we far. And yeah. and I think the biggest downer yeah. with women is actually women. Yeah. Because we do not believe in ourselves enough. Yeah. We put each other down when somebody just gets that little bit too much. You know, other women are normally the ones pulling them down. It's not the yes. men in my experience. Yeah. Like in my experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I just kind of... I lost a few friends mm. in that tour, you know, and yeah. I, and there was some vile language on that thread that I went, mm. excuse me, if you're going to be on my page, yes. no, yeah. you can say what you need to say yes. without being so aggressive about it, yes. right? Yes. Like, am I yes. um, completely horrified and angry even mm. about children being sold around the world mm. to satisfy mostly yeah. men's tastes? Yes. Right? Yeah. Am I mortified? Yeah. And, you know, but there's no way I would go and attack anybody about it individually. No, no that's right. And I think yeah. that's sometimes what's been lost. And then when we're talking about this and, you know, you're yeah. saying about like offense and all of that, I think what I've learned from that lesson is that those that have deleted me off their Facebook friendship list, mm. and there were some that I actually held really dear and I thought, yeah. I thought quite highly of them yes. and I was really yeah. shocked because yes. they completely took what I was saying out yeah. of context. Yes. But one thing I just know, and especially delving into human behavior so much, right? Yeah. People are only ever going to understand you based on their experience, on their perception, yeah. and on their own understanding in their mind of any yes. given situation. Absolutely. And I have still all the respect for those people because yeah. that's their experience yeah. and it just so happens that it's not aligned with mine yeah. and neither of and us is it. wrong or right yes, exactly but in that moment yeah. i did need to have that voice and i had it yes and yes right. sometimes i do retreat back yeah um because i'm quite introverted in that way and yeah. you know i'm such a recovering freaking pleaser yes that i go like yeah i don't want to offend anybody yeah, but then i'm just right. like but if we don't talk about these and what happens for me as well is I see it. I don't. I know this sounds really, you know, terrible. I don't actually. I. I just think adults will take care of themselves. But then what happens when it trickles down to our exactly, children? Exactly. Absolutely. And that's where I get passionate absolutely. about this. And then I have this big voice about it. Yeah. Because I'm absolutely. like, you know, when when you told me, um, is it okay if yeah, I share this, like yeah. with your daughter? Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So when you said to me, 
um, you had the question of your 12-year-old saying, why do men hate women? Yeah. Because of all these things happening in the media to women. Yeah. And I was like, but do they? Yeah, exactly. Have a look at your husband. Yeah, Does he hate absolutely. women? But what's happening in a 12-year-old's mind, it becomes all men. That's right. And when she goes out in the street, it's all men. Yeah. And we need to be very cautious yeah. with that. Yeah. Because we are, and you know, with people that come to me, it's like, oh, why are we having so much anxiety in children? And yes. I mean, we live in like yeah. the most advanced time of our life, That's yet right. our kids are suffering yes. so much. Absolutely. But it's so <laughs> fast moving and it's so big and it can be fucking hard to navigate as an adult, let, let alone, alone a, child. a child. And that's where my concern and really comes in. And that's something that, you know, and I want to get into, I really want to talk about the gender stuff and feminine and masculine and yeah. And the guilt and everything and the patriarchy. And we've had some great conversations about that. <laughs> but I want to bring it back a little bit in terms of navigating what can you say and what can't you say. And absolutely, the media has a lot to answer for, Anita. I absolutely yeah. agree with you. Oh, 100%. Is, yeah. You know, we hear a lot about like, you know, so we can't use the word spirit guides or we can't get henna or we can't like this is what someone was talking about in the group yeah, the other yes. day and my question to her was i uh, sorry my answer to her was stop trying to please everybody yeah so how then i will ask you because i'm like why can't you use spirit guides yeah. like i get you know like i get the native american the indian um you know the yeah. what am I trying to say? The yeah, the um, headgear, that yeah, the Indian, headgear. native Indians yeah, the native use, Indian. and then some non-native Indians yes. use that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. I get art. I get you know all this, but how for me like spirit guides? I was like, I don't understand. Like, why can't we use yeah. spirit guides? For yeah. me, was so universal. So I still actually don't know the answer to that. So if anyone does know yeah. the answer to that. I would love to hear, but why, like, how do we navigate through that? Space? So I'll just share with you, especially being a, you know, cultural background as well. So yeah. um, I think it's Anita saying, ha. Huh. So what that's yeah. about, Anita, is that um, there, there's, there was actually a word for it, and it's just slipped my mind now, but where you are using something from somebody's culture that doesn't belong to you and kind of claiming it as your own. So whether it's a spirit guide or whether it's a... Um, um, even like uh, dream catchers or anything like yes. say for example it's not part of our culture yes. yet we are taking it on right yeah. and there was a huge conversation about this and I think there needs to be awareness around this because when um, you know like but even within those cultures it yes. happens yes. Like, like say take the Indian culture it's completely exploited some things within the Indian yeah. culture within that culture for themselves yes. right yes. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is that we are um, monetizing it and we are getting gain from it that mm. really so it's almost like exploiting it and that's what okay. I think that is around that right yeah. so when spirit guide for example it is absolutely universal and it is to yeah. me as well and uh, but I think the way that it's been used is that we're exploiting it yeah. for certain gains yeah. when it actually belongs to a community. Yeah. And where I think for me the irony in that is, yeah. is that a lot of people and the same people who want to protect all of that yeah. then talk about globalization. Yeah. And I'm like, but do you see how you're actually doing the polar opposite yeah. there? You want globalization, yes. yeah, you want everybody to to... to be in their own yes. little groups. Yeah. 
Um, and quite honestly, I don't have the straight answer for that, but I... How do you navigate that within yourself? Well, if I um, had a person of a certain culture say, I don't like you doing that, yeah. I would personally explore that with them. Yeah. Um, but I would also ask them that they respect our difference of views. Yes. On it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because I'm very much of, um, like, p person with just be universal. Like, yeah. what was the word that I use? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like, when somebody gets nationality, I'm like, I'm yeah. just a, you know, I had a word for it. I've just, I've just gone blank now. Um, a people, you know, I'm a person of many cultures. Yeah. Like, I don't just, you know. And yeah. then when you bring the spiritual aspect into that. Yeah. Um. Like, I was born in Lebanon, yeah. but to me, I identify so much more with being Brazilian. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was born there, and I've got a, quite a few family yeah. members that live there. But when I walk into that land... Get a nice butt. <laughs> no, I don't have the Brazilian bar. I wish I did. I so wish I did. My cousins do, man. It's gorgeous. I wish I did. But no, seriously. Like, seriously, yeah. I walk into that space... And I know how to navigate the land. Yeah. I can pick up the language really quickly. Yeah. I can, you know, am I pretending to be Brazilian? Some people might think I am. Yeah. You know, what right do you have yeah. to kind of go into that and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. do what Brazilians do? Yeah. But it's something that's so within me but that I... But Brazilian... Well, he's Lebanese. I mean, a lot of people, even in Brazil, yeah. especially south of Brazil, either come from, and Argentina, they yeah. come from Italy, yeah. from Lebanon, yeah. from Germany. Yeah. Like, so yes. it's kind of, but then yeah. they've grown up there. And if you ask my cousins yes. where are they from, they'll say Brazil, yeah. like they're Brazilian. Yeah. Um, but even forget that. Yes. Like, you know, my mum, for example, came to visit me in London. Yeah. Now, my mum, I have a belief that she's a witch from many, many, like yeah. she's been around for yes. quite a few lifetimes. Yeah. When yeah. she came to London, she could not believe how she knew, how yes. she knew where to go in some places yeah. in the city, yeah. like in, in central London. Yeah. And she felt the energy of 400 yes. years in the, the earth. She yeah. felt the energy of that. Yeah. She felt those witches being burnt at the stake. Yeah. Now, how do you explain that? Yeah. And so for somebody to go, oh, no, you can't talk about that because that's not part of your culture now. Citizen yes. of the world. That's what I yes. am. A citizen of the yeah, world. That's absolutely. the word that I say. I'm. So yeah. I kind of just go, um, if you identify with a culture and it means something mm, to you, mm. then who yeah. is anybody to say not? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And even like when we bring it back to Aboriginal culture. Yeah. Like I wasn't even born here, but I'm mm. quite fierce yeah. about... Um, protecting that culture yes. and seeing it come yes. back into Same. our life. And and to me, when anybody says anything about it, I'm like, but Aboriginal people are the original Australian people. Yes. Like, yeah. that's really, yeah. you know, when I came here and I had some people go, oh, you know, you effing wog and this and that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. but you're a convict and you yeah, came yeah. out here on a boat. Like, yeah. how are you you're the real... Like... And how are you the real person? <laughs> like, it's just kind of fits in that, right? Yeah. But, um... And I've got some Aboriginal friends that we have some gorgeous conversations mm. and we inspire each other completely yeah. and we just share and take from each other. And I think that if we set our intentions, like yes. it's about that intention. Yes. So it goes back to what I was saying is not exploiting yes. a culture yeah. for our own benefit, our yes. own gain. Because yeah. I think it's just conscious living yes. and awareness. Yeah. So that's, that's where it kind right. of comes Absolutely. back to. And I think for most people who are going to watch this is, um, is I think that, 
even if you're questioning your own intentions, can I say it, can I not say it, you're the type of person who would never exploit it anyway. Exactly, because you're you know, aware and you're asking you're aware it. Of it. And you're asking the questions. I hope the person that um, right. said this the other day in a group is actually watching this. Yeah. she's got a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. An absolute yes. heart of gold. And I think she puts so many people, um, her intention is always to serve everybody and kind of not offend anybody. Yeah. You know, but we live in this world right now that we are just not being able to say anything. Yes. I mean, they wanted to yes. take Baba Black Sheep out of the song because it was yeah. politically incorrect yeah. and yes we need yeah. to be aware of how some things were constructed yes. and they no longer serve us and if they you know um dumb down any yes. person yes. of whatever gender color whatever you yeah. come from we yeah. need to be aware of that yes. because you know the way ads were 50 years ago towards women is yes. obviously nothing that is accepted no, or done now right. and that it's needs to change but I think different. yeah so when we talk Absolutely. about that it's just and that awareness and it's in beliefs you know is because and that's you know saying that um you know and yeah I'm just reading the comments here about you know identifying with the culture and and I think for a lot of people who are really delving into spirituality like I believe that like in past lives so and I can access my past mm -hmm. lives. So for me, yeah. it, you know, I can identify with being a woman of color because I can remember being a woman of color. I can remember being can male. I can remember being a witch. I can, you know, and I think that a lot of, you know, you guys who are watching this will probably have the exact same experience. Yeah. So... For me, the lines become really blurred. Yeah. But what's helped me in navigating the space with white privilege and having that and removing the guilt and shame yeah. around that um, and still being a fierce fucking leader and being able to help everybody rise yeah. in every capacity is just doing the inner work. Doing the inner work you know? and also embodying embodying yes. that and also the way that you present it, right? Yeah. So this is across all boards for me and I've had this conversation with so many different, like even neurodivergent families, right? Yeah. So we talk a lot about like, you know, being autistic and diagnoses and whether it's yeah. needed or not needed because, you know, I was always like, mm. no, we don't need that. We, for me, the bottom line comes down to is that we need to treat all people as people. Yes. Not based on you're a male. You're yeah. yellow, you're red, you're black, you're this, you're that. Yes. Just to see people, yeah. and I know this is so cliche, but if we were to cut our skin, we're going to bleed yeah, the yeah. same. Absolutely. Like really, and Absolutely. it's that inside still, what that matters. We still want to belong. We still want to connect. We still want to yeah. love. And just treating be people. Loved. We still want to accept it. Yeah, you know? and just treating people for me. Like yeah. the biggest thing I think I want to teach my boys yeah. is treat people as humans, like yeah. meet them at the level of where they're yes. at as humans yes. rather than their cultural background, yeah, their gender. Their Absolutely. Yeah. But I do think that we have such an addiction to labels, 100%. you know, and we want to fucking label everything. But that's what and gives our brain a way to... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly it, is that because our brain wants to tick that box and wants to understand that. But the more I think we expand into that and go, it actually really doesn't matter, you know. Mm. And something that 
and I think that's probably a really beautiful segue into you know we've spoken about intention and compassion and um, you know and being fierce and being true to who you are and speaking that truth um, let us talk about the patriarchy and a lot of feminists will go we need to bring down the motherfucking patriarchy well i'm still really confused i'm gonna say like i'm gonna admit this out and i've kind of questioned a few people in a in a group that yeah. you know said about bringing down the patriarchy yes and to me i don't like it just um it triggered me like yes. it would trigger this really like yeah what the fuck like why yeah. do you want to bring down the patriarchy yeah and so when you look it up in the dictionary a patriarchy is a father and it's the head of the house yeah and the matriarchy is a mother that's the yes. head of the house so when we say we want to bring down the patriarchy i don't know whether and, and i've journaled on this yeah so you know i'm just sharing my own experience here and yes. this is not right or wrong yeah. it's just how i feel and what yeah. i'm questioning about it and kind of going that doesn't sit well with me family is such a huge driver value of mine like yeah. everything is around the family and yes i've never had a very patriarchal father yeah. like my mother actually wore the pants my mother yes. is the one who drove everything in our yeah. family yeah. um she was a Me strong too. matriarch very yes. much right and and when we talk about it of bringing down the patriarchy you know the answers that i've got back about that is oh it's almost like I'm not sure whether it gets confused with capitalism. I don't. I'm not sure whether it mm. gets confused with, like, those top people that yes. are controlling everything because yeah. they've got the money, they've got the yeah. power, whatever. The and that's hierarchy, the hierarchy the, kind yeah. of system. Yeah. So automatically, we've said that's patriarchy. But when you yes. actually look at the definition of patriarchy, it's the father head of the house. Yes. And to me, when we say we want to bring that down, I get a bit sad about it because yeah. I'm like, well, no, this is fucking the problem, no. especially as especially with men and if you want to bring it even further men of color yeah have such huge issue because the father's Absolutely. not around and they've been brought Absolutely. down so when yeah. we use that language it felt like they had to be the father of the house and step into shoes that they're not quite ready to fill but that's exactly yeah. right right and yeah. so i just kind of got it just makes me feel really sad like i kind of go inward about it yeah. going and this language I don't find helpful mm. when we want to bring something like yes. that down um, and a lot of well-intended gorgeous mm. women that I respect mm. and look up to use yeah. that language yeah. and I've had some beautiful conversations around it mm. but this is their language right and yes. this is their journey and their yes. path and I totally respect that yeah. it's just that this is a different point of view for me where I yeah. kind of go um, and that's sometimes, you know, when you're talking in the beginning mm. why I retreat sometimes yeah. is because how do I fit into that yeah. when yeah. I know what these women are talking yeah. about, but it's not the language that I would use no, personally. No, that's right. So yeah. I... Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. often these big conversations people feel so strongly about. Um, and so it's it's easy to feel like you're kind of being attacked as well because people feel so passionate, passionately yeah. about it. But something that, you know, you said, and I come home and I said to said to my partner about it, I really loved what you said is that you can be angry but you don't need to name call or be aggressive and this is what really breaks my heart on what happens online and yeah. it really as a you know someone who takes some I, I do take on the energy of other people yeah. as well sometimes and I really have worked in yeah. you know cleansing that around yeah. myself and yeah. protecting myself in that mm. you know it breaks my heart that when somebody does a really awful 
act, mm. whatever it may be, right? Yeah. And then people attack that person like they have some right. So let's just bring it back mm. to that conversation of, and this is extreme, like this is really extreme, mm. right? But it says to me a lot about people and, you know, these passions that they mm. have about changing the world. Yes. But to me, it just kind of feels like, no, it's not about you changing the world. It's about you having an agenda that's going to align with Yes. what it is that you believe, right? So yes. I'm questioning that. I am yeah. questioning that with a lot of people that I follow. Yeah. Um, and that young Israeli girl, yeah. I forget her name, I um, do. Uh, Alia, Alia, I think. Uh, uh, I was going to say, Aya. Uh, oh my goodness, I've got the list. And I see um, her beautiful face. Anyway, I don't yeah. even remember her attacker's yeah. name Prina. because it's so Prina. not relevant. Yeah. Um, one night I just had insomnia, I couldn't sleep. Um, and I saw, cause I don't, I don't watch the news yeah. and I saw something about it in my Facebook and I'm like, Oh, like it always breaks my heart when a traveler, especially cause I've yes. traveled the world solo many times yeah. as a woman on my own in places like Morocco yeah. and Egypt and have come across some real doozies. And so it always breaks my heart when, yeah. um, something happens to, yeah, especially absolutely. a woman anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and somebody shared something about his page and said, oh, this mother, blah, 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 like he should drop in hell and look at what he what he had up on his page um, and you can't really trust that people are like that because it was a positive mem from yeah. his page. So I went scrolling and looking at his page and being the kind of person that I am with human behavior and wanting to understand what would make somebody murder somebody mm. else, right? Like mm. what mm. happens to make you do that? Mm. And I went into... Um, like as far back as Christmas is when he switched. Something mm. happened to him at Christmas and all those positive memes that he was posting completely switched to rage. Yeah. Something happened in his life that was, yeah. you know, I'm not excusing it, any of that, yeah. right? What he did, he committed something really horrible. Yeah. And his page got taken down and shut down after that, obviously, yeah. because there were hundreds if not thousands of messages on his page telling him, what a cunt he is, how he should rot in hell, that, that, you know, we want to come out and kill you now. Mm. And I kind of just sat in this space of, he just committed this horrible thing, but you're saying you're going to commit the same thing that he's done to and him because yeah. it excuses it. Yes. I mean, this is what yes. capital punishment is, yeah. right? Capital yeah. punishment is, oh, you killed someone, but we'll just make it legal for us to kill you yes. for committing the same crime yes. that we're about to do to you. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the way I see it yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And so we kind of say, you know, what he did is horrible, yeah, yeah, horrible, yeah, absolutely. yet we're using that same thing towards him. Yes. And this is what we are as a society. Yes, that's right. You know, and, and, and we often react in that same, we condemn behaviour, but we often react in the exact same behaviour. Yeah. Whether we're talking about politics, yeah. whether we're talking about gender, whether we're talking about privilege, all of these things is that we respond in the exact same way, like vegans, you know, like the <laughs> it's, it's, it's Adani, so you know, like, <laughs> in so many aspects of yeah, life, yeah. this is what it's become. And yeah. the thing is about humans is, yeah, this is something that I am quite passionate about and that I catch people out on all the time in order for them to make their point when they run out of statistics, when they run out of articles, when they run out of research and people are not seeing or hearing because, you know, again, we yeah. come from our own experiences, our own perceptions, our own yeah. beliefs. Yeah. And when people 
you know, and not hearing what somebody else has got to say, well, yes. then we've got to tear them down. Yes. You know, by tearing them down and putting them down, then yeah, we yeah. somehow become yes. like our voice is better and yeah. what we're saying should be heard. Absolutely. And I must say, like a month ago when the elections happened, I almost threw everything that I've ever done with kids out the window. Yeah. I felt broken when the elections happened. And yeah. I don't care who you voted for, I don't care, but I was, I was gobsmacked yeah. to see people that were in very influential positions yes. in yeah. on, in the social media space, yeah. calling people who voted for Liberals dumb, uneducated, they don't care about the environment, they don't care about yeah. our, you know, um, yeah. what's happening in the world yeah. today, about, you know, all of yeah. this. I was blown away because yeah. I know a lot of Liberal voters that are yes. far from that. And yeah, that very absolutely. much care about our yes, environment our, our, and about absolutely. our ozone layer and about all of that. And vice versa as well. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But I felt like it was a stage that I felt sorry for some of my Liberal friends because would you, you would not yeah. dare say that you voted yeah. Liberal because yeah. of the attack that happened. Yes, yes. But clearly, yeah, as a society... Yeah. People voted yes. liberal, like this, that, but you yes, don't hear that voice, right. absolutely. You know, and it was just, absolutely. and it just shocked me. And I, I, like I said, I didn't care who you vote for, and I'm not yeah. going to say who I voted yeah. for because yeah. I might have not voted for anybody. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> yeah. because I've seen, it on both. I've seen it, you know, people like who are strong liberal voters, and they would condemn Labor. What is that and, about? But again, that's the that's the same. I get that. I don't know, some people, I don't get passionate about it, um, but... Do you know where I got passionate about it? Do you know where I got really upset about it? I see Is people's that, behaviour. But how, how, these same people have asked about how do we change bullying, bullying in schools, and how can we help our children feel less anxiety yes. and... Um, you know, what's the problem with our kids today? Well, let me fucking tell you what the problem yeah. is. When adults can't speak yes. to others without putting them down yeah. and name-calling, and these are so-called adults that yes. are running, you know, six-figure, yeah. seven-figure businesses yes. and they're influencing so many yes. others behind them and they've got huge followings, yeah. and yet you're telling me you expect a child to know how to manage their emotions and how to speak to others when yeah. they're hurting yeah, and look at the way adults do it. Absolutely, that's right, that's right. But it also as well is, you know, there's that, it's very much being the martyr in that, you yeah. know. It's just that, well, I'm going to do this because I'm this person and... Um, but there's a way to be that person yeah, without bringing anybody but else there's down. No, there's no vulnerability in that. There's no humility in. in that, you know, and um, and that's what I mean. That's I, you know, I feel like it all comes down to doing the work 100%. within ourselves. It all comes back to that, and it comes back to self-love and having that compassion and that, you know, mirror theory is that, <laughs> you know, whenever I'm, you know, I'm triggered, you know, in a certain way, yeah. is that my first go-to I was triggered big time last week and I was like what is this in this for me what is reflecting this and yeah. what come back at me was the victim and yeah. I identified in myself that was that was what was mirroring so then I could go and do the work but then how did that and, energy shift when you did oh, the work oh, and shifts. as an outside absolutely. kind of absolutely no longer you know absolutely but imagine you can imagine how it escalates yeah. When we don't do the work, yeah. when we don't do the inner work and show compassion 
to ourselves first. And um, and that's what I say to the 100%. girls, you know, about, you know, we were saying before is, you know, Mads, like she, my 12 year old does ask the big questions, you know, and she will be the one that goes, mum, I think that we should celebrate Australia Day on the 25th of January, the day before it got invaded. Mm. So we should celebrate the last day that yeah. it was in its entirety, you yeah, know, and yeah, I yeah. love that about her. And when she hears on the news about, you know, these women getting murdered and she will say, you know, mum, why do men hate women yeah. so much? And I'm like, honey, they hate themselves. A hundred percent. These people themselves. are not well. And if we actually even look in psychology, right, like there's bell curves and we look at um, like IQ, let's just say, right? Yeah. So with, with women, like, and I'm not talking about transgender people here. I'm just yeah. talking about male, yeah. female um, biology. Yes. Yeah. When you look at the bell curves, men yeah. actually tether off at the end of each bell curve mm. a lot more than mm. women do. Yeah. So you tend to have like the really high IQ, it's more prevalent in men yeah. and the really low end is also more prevalent in men. Whereas yeah. women are a little bit more balanced on that yes. belt. So when you yes. get these behaviors that are so um, toxic yeah. in society, yeah. it does come polarizing. from those small, yeah, yeah, from mostly men because of the chemistry yes. and the biology of the makeup of the genders. Absolutely. So I find that, and I want to delve into that a little bit more in my studies, in like you know, in my own research. Is um, and Tyron tapped on it last week. Is um, is us, and again comes down to doing the work. Is that us understanding, and I think that this needs to be taught. Yeah. Is that there is male and female. In all of us. 100%. All of us. And forget the masculine and feminine. Exactly. But talking in yang. And that's right. Like have a look exactly. at the yin and yang. Exactly. And there's nothing no. spiritual about that. No. It is absolute science. So for us yeah. to explore what that is within us, yeah. I think is a game changer. 100%. In how we show up every single day and that is something that we don't teach and we don't always talk about and you know and i think this is women you know we talk so much about um i want to say you know men and they they do get a bad rap because what we fucking expect of men is huge and it's unhealthy and it's not sustainable and it is no surprise it's really that it's just a way the again. stats are so high with mental illness and suicide in males. in males because they have to show up be strong every single day they're not allowed to show emotion they have to no. make the money they have to protect they have to do all of these things i don't know i've been exhausted too you and the know. thing is though what we have to be very careful and this is my role as a mother navigating this um recently is with raising boys yeah. in particular and see i know that i would have been amazing at raising a girl mm. like i would have had no well, in my mind i know i was just you know what comes to mind <laughs> no, 
I, I had a stepdaughter. I so was, I'm using that as an ex- I like, was as a perfect <laughs> parent before I had kids. No, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Not. But from that, I just think like I know what it's like to be female. I know hormones. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know all of that. Yeah. Boys, I didn't, yeah. and I've had to learn all of that as I went along, right? Yeah. And so the biggest thing for me is to kind of go, but who? What, what we need to, in my opinion, be very careful with, and I'm seeing this sometimes. And this is why I posted that thing about the Gillette ad. That Gillette ad, what really got me, the one part yeah. in that was when two boys were rough playing yeah. and they got told stop it. Like yeah. that was the marker of them being abusive husbands or rapists yeah. or anything like that, right? And when we need mm. to understand psycho- in psychology yeah. is that boys are tactile. Boys yes. need rough tumble play. Yeah. And what I see happening in so many mothers groups when we go out, mm. if boys show any sign of being raw, oh my god, like you're naughty, you sit in your suppressed. So my concern then is if we're suppressing that type of behaviour in our boys because they're being raised by their mums who want them to be gentle, who want them to be caring, who want them to speak about their emotions, all of that, right? But if we're suppressing that behaviour and saying, oh that's too masculine and it's toxic, What's going to happen is that it's actually going to backfire and they are going to be so much worse off because it's going to explode somewhere. Absolutely. And that's actually, and I just, my little bit of a fear, and I don't want to play in this so much because I know that, you know, what we think about is what we attract. My concern is, is when I see so many mothers playing in that field, kind of going, well, how can we actually allow our boys to get that out now in a healthy way? Yeah. So that it doesn't get suppressed and then they're going to explode it later on Absolutely. in life. Absolutely. I, you know what comes up for me, and this just, oh, it excites me, <laughs> is because that is within us. And we are so scared of our wild woman. And the suppression That's like, whoa, uh-huh. of her. So, yeah, yeah, me too, because I, because that's us and that's us again, not doing the work within ourselves and understanding our male and female and for us suppressing the wild woman and that tactile part within us, we need to fucking roar. But right now, how is that being viewed in society? But it like can that's be, toxic, yeah, right? Exactly. And it's not. It it's actually not. can be a really healthy thing that we can it's help. It's beautiful. Yeah. And in my experience, <laughs> I, I was so, and I feel passionately about this is because I have always been the good girl, the nice one, the one that didn't get angry and all of these things. But when I did Dancing Eros yeah. last year, the wild woman for me, I always deemed that behavior as ugly. Yeah. Right, but you know what I witnessed last year in that platform, that body of work, was the fucking ugly wild woman is sexy as fuck. Like she's powerful, she's fierce, yeah. Yeah. and for me, it just changed my entire perception. And I see it in males as well, and even like so, you know, the men don't want to hurt women but mm. sometimes getting a little bit rough in a safe space where you have consent yeah. can be a real turn on but men are, feel really suppressed so, because yeah. 
the way that we have this unhealthy perception. So it is the suppression of desires and our humanness and our raw, beautiful um, desires that, not even desires, I'm trying to think of this word, um, they're just qualities within us. And You're hitting the nail on the yeah. head because it is. And it's something that's just, and again, I'll just bring it, yeah. So actually something I was talking to someone about when I did the Art of Feminine Presence a couple of weeks yeah. ago, um, in raising my boys, in how I actually have taken on, so for boys, and it's very um, recommended that their fathers, the males in their life, rough tumble play with them and yeah. actually teach them about boundaries and teach them about their own strength mm. and how far they can take things and all of that right yeah. um but then i was like well how do i as a mother fit into that mm. and i'm the one with them at home a lot mm. more mm. than their dad to be able to do the rough and tumble right yeah. and especially when you know dave was working and yeah. so i took on the role of doing rough and tumble and experimenting with that yeah. and you know sometimes even going into extremes of like oh and watching what they would do mm-hmm. so they actually learned how to read my face yes. um, so they knew they know the how cues. to actually the cue yeah. so later on in life when they're with a woman yes. and she may not be enjoying yes you know whatever yeah. is going on yes. that it's not just her word you know and you know teaching yeah. them about the whole like mm. stop now I don't like mm. this or you know um, tapping out yes. when we can't speak yes. and I just think like that was one big thing for me as a mother rather than going, I'll quit that behavior. Yes. Like this morning, they were yeah. driving me mental needing yeah. to wrestle. Like yeah. they are just in a really tactile <laughs> phase right now. And this is the thing. So if we take it back and it was exactly what was happening in that Gillette ad. Yes. And rather than going, this is toxic, I'm going, yeah. okay, boys, listen to each other. Watch each other's faces yeah, and yes. stay safe. Yes. And trust your bodies. Yeah. And see, I've given them that power now yes. to kind of really own that yeah. if one hurts we the other, oh my goodness. Like yeah. if my eldest especially, because he's bigger, yeah. obviously he's two years older. Yeah. If he holds his little, hurts his little brother, yeah. the way he holds him, the way he apologizes after, the way he comes yeah. around to owning what he's done and yeah. being an accident. Yeah. In my opinion, that's just really healthy. And yeah. this is what I hope yeah. that he would take into his relationships when yes, he's older. That's right. exactly. um, rather than shaming, shaming him it. and saying, oh, squish that. Yes. Boys shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to end up a rapist. Yeah. So you're going to end up like yeah, an abuser exactly. because you behave this way as a young boy. And again, it comes from such good intentions, but it is, and it's so unconscious with how we parent in particular, is that it's like, no, stop fighting. No, don't do this. Don't hurt your brother. Don't hurt your sister. You know, like, yeah. don't get angry. Don't get sad. And we suppress all of it. All of it. And we deem it as unhealthy. And it's actually not unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's allowing us to be all of who we are and honoring that. And you said something earlier is, a you know... I'm careful about what I think because what I think I create or attract. I feel like <laughs> what I feel I attract. Yeah. And sometimes I feel oh, like, dear. you know, is, yeah, like I just felt my heart then for you. <laughs> is 
I feel like we try to outsmart our brain. You know? <laughs> and we try and think, you know, like it's like, oh, I have to think this and think this. But I feel like our, how, what we feel trumps yeah, and right. it overrides everything. And I was just, and I was trying to think, um, Matt Kahn says something about just being honest yeah. with, I wish I felt more of this right now and letting the universe open up that platform to show you how. See, I'm learning something right now. I'm getting such goosebumps about this. But even in that, I need that reminder for me because I have been always kind of a very brain person needing to tap down into that as well. So much more honouring of... You know, like it doesn't feel so hard. You know, automatically you can just relax a little bit and go, oh, okay, I actually don't have to do anything but be present to how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just want to read this. Um, Oh, sorry. I don't mean to, but I just caught that caught my eye. My two boys had totally different rough and tumble tolerances. One son could take it super rough, and okay, we can't see the rest. But Lisa Smith, I will go back and read that comment because I'm very interested in it because I know your boys are older and you've got such wisdom as well. And you know, both like we, Lisa and I, have had different opinions about things. And what I absolutely love about her, and she's a person, Lisa, you are a person that I actually hold in that regard of where we can be different yet we respect each other's opinions mm. and we can still be in that same space taking absolutely. us to what we were talking yeah, about yeah, first and you know not everybody needing to be um thinking exactly the way that i do in order to be in my circle yes. and you know lisa's one of those people so yeah. thank you for being on here by the way and um yeah contributing i i would love to see your comments a little mm. bit later when we can see them properly absolutely. so thank you <laughs> um lisa is someone who you know we have amazing conversations and um and I think that, and she said earlier, you know, how we're, we're talking her language and uh, <laughs> it's such powerful, important conversations that we need to have and we can think differently about it. But I think for me, what like just coming out of and chatting to you, what's come out for me in this episode is to really ditch the labels and the wanting to label you know and what's unhealthy and what's bad and what's we're suppressing and what's this it's like no 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 just see past all of that and and see the soul and see the person about just seeing the soul i don't know how to I i don't know how to um and have compassion massively massively we've all got a story even, yeah. even, even, I know this sounds so, you know, strange to some people, but even the murderers of the world, they've yeah. got their own story and it's not excusing yeah. the behavior, right? No. But believe you me, like in where I grew up, if I attach myself to that yes. story, I wouldn't yes. even like have any compassion for what's happening for people in Syria right now. And that's it. You exactly. know, and I just that's kind of right. think it's, um... Everybody's got a story and if we can just see people as people for who they are and their soul, it just changes everything. And then watch the language that we use in wanting to make changes, whether it is in the patriarchy or whatever it may be. Just, you know, be aware of the language that we use in order to bring about that change. And my biggest concern is 
then what what are we leaving for our children because exactly. I really would love to see that level of anxiety that level in in yeah. you know especially first world children yes. are experiencing the highest amount of depression and anxiety exactly. and and, and self-harm and, yeah. and suicide yeah it boggles my mind because they've actually yeah. got a silver spoon and yet how are these things exactly. happening That's in right. their in their you know and because we're still you know it's still I want to say it's insidious like it's so within us in a really unconscious way um you know it's again taking it back to you know my goodness like if I didn't break the cycle like my world would look really friggin' differently today but let me just kind of actually share this with everybody because this is I don't know if I've told you this before my opinion with you is you've had an abusive background and you've had that cycle right and you've talked about that but see what I admire about you so much and in the language that you use Mm. that's not your identity and that's not the language like you could have been this fierce warrior about stopping all domestic violence and changing things for our girls and you know coming and you, you like I would understand that intention but the language that you use is not like that and you so focus on with your girls and the way I see with your girls and I've been around your girls so I can say this from a knowledge kind of place with you is that you talk about what you want for them rather than what you don't want so you don't focus on that abuse and not wanting that abuse you focus on wanting them to be empowered and I think that shifts everything right so when we actually within ourselves and you've hit the nail on the head we it's that inner work and when we talk about what it is that we want and work towards that rather than what we don't yes. want that's how the energy is. and and when you ask me that question that what can we do about it yeah it's talk about it in the way that we want you know and if yes. a person of color um and most people of color that i've met most not mm. all because i've mm. lived in st louis in the states and let me tell you that was such mm. a experience for different. me and teaching me about things that we don't have in australia even yeah. like we don't we just don't um but you know, if a person of color, for example, or or um, a suppressed person of yes. any sort came to yes. me and said, "I don't want you to do that," for me, the biggest thing would be to have that conversation with them. Yes. And I have had these conversations with Aboriginal people that are yeah. still very angry about white mm. people and the way they see mm. white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had such massive conversations, yeah. beautiful conversations about, do you want to remain a victim? Yes. Or do you want to be empowered? Absolutely. Because the story you tell yourself and the story you speak out there makes all the difference. So that's, for me, really what it comes down to and how I handle that in my life. Absolutely. Um, And always just honour that person. And also honour that I don't have to change their perspective. No. And I can take myself away and be educated on whatever they've brought to the table. um, But remain true to myself in the language that I use and how I choose to continue to, you know, show up. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I think that's, that's a big one. And that's, um, and, and we need it absolutely, you know, Anita's saying focus on the positive outcomes rather than the negative ones. And that's absolutely true. And, but even the negative. Yes, we've talked about this. Yeah. Even the negative outcomes. That's a good thing too. Is positive, you know. They, they still need to happen. They're still, you know, and that's, you know, like my background is abuse and there's a lot of violence. And and I'm like you, like I don't want 
my kids to inherit that because I'm a big believer in what we don't fix, our kids inherit. 100%. <laughs> I'm a big believer in forgiveness is for us, not for them. Me too. And I always try to see me in them. You don't try, honey. You as do. Well. And I do, absolutely, because I do the friggin' work. I do the friggin' work. 100%. And, but it's really important that we do that. And for me now, you know, like I was driving in the car and... And my daughter was talking about something about being sad, and um, and I said, "But sad's not bad, no. you know." And that's and positive and negative are actually the the, the same. But it's polarity. You can't it's have one polarity. without the other. You can't. But just with um, Anita, when you when you said like po- focus on the positives and not the negatives. Yes. In in the, I think with the sense that you mm. know you're saying that, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes. is that we focus on. Like, I could have really gone down the track of, I'm a yeah. person of war, I've missed out on all these things, I didn't speak English when I came here, I missed out on having the mentors that I did, yes. I haven't been successful because of this. Like, you know, I could have used a whole bunch of stories because of my background yeah. to stop me from writing a book, like, oh, English is not my first language. Yes. That was a huge thing for me of, like, who am I to write this when English is not my yes. first language, right? But then I'm like, well, who am I not? So focus on what it is that I want rather than the story that can hold you into victimhood, Absolutely. yeah? Absolutely. But as well as, and I think that what Anita might be saying is, and that's, I'm so glad actually you said that, Anita, so thank you is that you have to name it. You have to name it, you know, is I have been a victim. I have been beaten to an inch of my life. I have been abused. I have been sexually abused, Um, you know, and it's that. We have to name it. We have to acknowledge it because that's where the fucking shame is. Yes. Is not. And I know so many people who don't call it out. And I don't mean, you know, and funnily enough as I've recently seen a man who, you know, a family member who crossed the line with me when I was a teenager. Mm. And um, I've recently seen him. And I didn't call him out on it. But I looked him in the eyes and I was like, I know who you are. Mm. I see you. Mm. And behind that smile, I I see the pain in your eyes Mm. because they're the pain in my eyes. Mm. You know, and it's that. And I'm not saying that if you're sexually abused, you don't need to seek, like, the police and investigation or anything like that. Is what I'm saying in my experience is that naming it for myself has been really important in the healing journey. And I think that often we try to pretend that it's not there and it just builds and builds and builds into something that it's not. But as soon as we name it, it it just goes. And all fear is the exact same thing. Unidentified fear is this hard horrible, nasty, brutal thing that controls our life. But as soon as we shine the light on it, it just fucking dissolves. And it's not even that bad. No. 
you know, and that's the thing what is, it is. is, and you don't live in it. No, you don't stay in that no. space. No, so there's a real. Um, you don't it give is such a fine line. It is such a fine line between focusing on what it is that you want. Yeah, and speaking in the language that you want things to happen. Absolutely, but also acknowledging the negatives within that. Yeah, without absolutely. giving them power. Absolutely, and that is absolutely it's an art. Yeah. Like, and that is the art of working on yourself, yeah. doing that inner work. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and yeah. coming back to that self love that you originally spoke yeah, about. Absolutely, you know, to be able absolutely. to say, like forgiveness. Mm. To me, forgiveness is like quite and. I wrote about this in my book, actually. There's a hierarchy about it, and I can share that in the link later, where forgiveness is like one of the top states, like the high yes. vibration kind of state. But what even trumps that even more is gratitude. And Absolutely. I know, like, you know, people hear me, you know, talk about that a lot. But for me, I know there's been experiences in my life where um, people really physically and emotionally hurt me. Yeah. And I've forgiven them to let go of it because what you said before, yeah. forgiveness is not about them, it's about me yes. and what goes on within me because their life still continues, right? Yes, that's right. But let's take it a step further and go, how can I be actually grateful for this? Like, how could someone be grateful that they got raped? Yeah. How fucking hard is yeah, that absolutely. to take it to that, right? Absolutely. But then if you actually look at the value that that has brought into your life absolutely. and the changes that you have gone into life. And right. I can't believe like we're having this conversation. Actually, I mean, I can, but I've had this conversation now literally yeah. in the last two days yeah. with several people out of nowhere yeah. and saying how sometimes the awful things do need to happen in order for us to rise because we do... And it's not even just about comfort zone. Like we really do grow. Oh, absolutely. In in when shit happens. Absolutely. And absolutely. As much as and again, it goes back to yeah. I don't want my kids to go through what I went through as a child. That's right. However, I want to That's expose right. them and yeah. show them. But if there's no mud, there's no lotus. That's it. That's you it. Know? That's and it. That's, and, and we're all navigating this together, aren't we? Like we yeah, really yeah. are all never. And I really do have this also strong innate belief that at the end of the day, even those that deleted me off Facebook because I posted different views on that ad, yeah. at the end of the day, we all are striving for the same thing. Absolutely. We are just taking different roads Absolutely. and different language um, into getting into, yeah. into that, you know? I just, I just think like with anybody that's watching today, um, my biggest wish is just for you to go, go, you know, away after this and just kind of yeah. go, what is the language that I'm using? How am I portraying certain yes. things? Um, you know, the fact that, I mean, especially I get really, really passionate about mm. the feminist stuff in particular yes. because it affected me at uni. I almost yeah. failed sociology because I didn't agree with my professor on yes. certain feminist stuff, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't think it was equality what she was saying. Yeah. To me, equality is not yes. about one trumping over the other no, in any way, right. right? So we had a lot of conflict about that. Mm. Um, so that for me has been yeah. something I've carried with me for 20 yes. years yes. and seeing it the way it's re-emerging now yes. in the media and yeah. certain That's ways that right. people speak, exactly. right? There is a huge amount of people that um, that kind of go, but you're flipping it around and you're you know putting the males down, and then there's a whole other group that goes, oh, but if your man was offended by that, then he's not really a man after all, mm. he's got issues he needs to work on. Yeah. But there there are a group of men that don't even speak to women about this. That yes. Don't they're not abusers. Yeah. They not you know and they 
they didn't appreciate the Gillette ad, for example. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, um, absolutely. And we need to be able to talk to them. Absolutely. In order that if we want them to hear our voice. Yeah. We can't shame them and call them. Yes. Rapists or abusers no, when they're not. No, that's right. Does yeah, that make absolutely, sense? definitely, and that's something that you know I loved about our conversation, is that it wasn't about bringing down the patriarchy, it was about restoring balance, oh, and that's, that's it. what it's about. That's and it. Beyond, it goes back centuries. It goes back to the beginning of time, where there was God, there were goddesses, you know, and slowly, the goddess was removed throughout time but and it's time to now give them both airtime yeah. you know they both have something yeah. to bring to let's the table. not swing the pendulum to we one side need. over the other it's like yeah being that centered yes. you know and just and yeah. just the takeaway is you know how do you contribute to, to that in your own language yes how do you contribute how that you, you know show up, show up and the work that you do yeah that then transfers yes. into what's happening out yeah. there yeah Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. and that's really important work. And that's and Anita says that forgiveness oh. doesn't condone the behaviour; it sets you free. Hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, and um, I'm so grateful for my past. It gave me Same. the fuel <laughs> that I needed. I remember a dis this distinct moment in time where I said, I have two choices. I have two choices. I can continue down this road or I can break the cycle. And um, I've had that same conversation. Yeah, and I chose to break this. I vowed to do whatever yeah. it took. And um, I'm so grateful that I did that yeah. and I made that choice because it is a choice. And um, on Saturday, my 12-year-old said to me, she came out and she said, Mum, she said, do you believe that, in, do you believe in past lives? And I said, I what do you believe? I love her so much. And she knows my <laughs> belief and we've spoken about it yeah. multiple times. And I said, what? So I said, it's not important what I believe, it's what do you believe? She says, well, I do. She said, but I kind of hope that this is my first life because I don't want to be defined by all of my past lives. Wow. <laughs> wow. She said this just on Saturday. And I said, oh, honey, wow. I said, let me tell you, this is not That's your not first life <laughs> because you just said that. <laughs> and you're 12. Oh, I love kids. But... Your past does not define your future. It shapes you to who you are today to give you the fuel in your fucking fire so you can be the person that you were always meant to be. And that's the fucking work. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and how beautiful that this is what you're teaching your children. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like real conversations. Like real conversations. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I fuck up as a parent all the time. But we're meant to. You know. Like we really are and meant to. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we learn and as parents it. as well. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, there's no such thing. Like any parent that's watching out there, you know, if you don't have the time to learn this lesson, learn it from my own lessons. 
there is no such thing as perfect. Perfect no, is truly when you're right. dead. And when you pretend that you're perfect as a parent, you're yes. setting up your kids for failure because they're exactly. never going to know that it's exactly. okay to actually learn and grow. Yes. That's right. You know, if they've got this perfect parent that doesn't yeah. ever do anything wrong. And that's it. Like my exactly. biggest words to my children is to teach them to say sorry by me saying sorry yeah. because I screwed up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I told Madison, I, st- I said, so... fuck you, Madison, a couple of weeks ago when I was really, <laughs> I didn't find me mental. And I walked away and then later we were in the car and I was like, you know, we're talking about it. <laughs> She said to me, Mum, she said, I'm so sorry about this morning. And I said, that's okay. I said, you know, it's going to happen. And I said, I'm sorry for saying fuck you. And she's like, that's okay, Mum. Mm. I get, but, and I'd laugh about it. And I can't believe no. it. I'm actually sharing this out loud. No, no, but this but is the thing, but this is real. And we need to talk is. about this because I'm sure you're not the first no. or the last parent that God said that. No. God no. I haven't yet to my kids, but I have yes. said fucking hell. Like, yes. and they've heard me say the yes. F word. Absolutely. Um, you know, and we do apologize about it after, yeah. but if the kids don't see that, then how exactly. does it give them permission exactly. to then also That's fall right. and get back up again? And again, by not discussing these things with them, yeah. it's shaming it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it airtime and it's no Nothing. big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. You know, I was saying to my sister, we were talking about how, like, oh, yeah, and sorry, sister, um, is, you know, like, is one of, um, she's got two sons and so one of them, one of the kids at school, like, called him gay. They're only, like, you know, eight or something. Oh. And, um, but I said, give it no airtime. Yeah. Like, gay is happy. Yeah, exactly. Gay could be that you like men. Like, it's whatever. Who cares? You know, like, my kids mm. are so, you know, when we're going through that stage where they're like, what's gay, what's lesbian. Yeah. And now, you know, like, even when my mum was in, um, was in hospital and she was getting her treatment, is this transgender nurse come in and, um, and, you know, talking and it's just the, funny because, you know, and mum's from the country. But mm. anyway, so it's so just funny. It's like, mum's like, and, you know, she was saying, you know, can, do you want a hand with that? Mum's like, no, nah, I'm right. Like, <laughs> mm. like, just beautiful. But um, walking out, but my 12-year-old goes, mum, she's transgender, you know. And it's just, but it was no big deal. You know, and, it's and not. that's it's But isn't that beautiful? No Wouldn't that be ideal for the world to be like that? Yeah. Like where it's no big deal. Yeah. And this is like another thing, you know, you bringing that up. I mean, with a lot of my gay friends, and I worked, you know, at Qantas. Like, yeah. Qantas was mostly, uh, you know. I'm a hairdresser by trade. Well, there you go. Like, okay, you know. hello. <laughs> and my biggest wish for that, and for a lot of my gay friends, I'm like, and so what? Like, why yeah. are we even in this area? I'm like, Who hi, cares? I'm Mary Lou. Let me shake your hand and say, I'm Mary Lou. Yeah, yeah. I'm heterosexual. Yeah. Does that even, like, happen? Absolutely. No. Exactly. You know, we don't say, right. hello, I'm Mary Lou, I'm no. heterosexual. You don't need to say, you're yeah. such and such, and I'm gay. Like, yeah, yeah. again, I'm going to see you for the person that you are, for yeah. your soul, who yeah. you choose to love, who you choose to want to be in bed with, is yeah. none of my business, no. you exactly. know? That's just, right. Exactly. Just... I don't know. Like, I just yeah. think sometimes we tip so much in the world to try and prove a point where I'm like, yes. why do we even 
need to do that because if we just right. make it normal, like yeah, you said, take exactly. it away. Yeah. And then there's no it's shame the day around that it. It doesn't make news. You know, that's I used to talk about mm. this in terms of body types and body image. Mm. And really now thinking about it last week when we I was, you know, talk thinking about us and mm. and this show and conversation and I was really reminded about this article and it's really now crossed over into whether your sexual orientation, your gender, you know, your race, your culture, if you're a person of colour, you know, um, it's that, it's the day it doesn't make news. Yeah. That's the day when I know that it's we've all made, done the friggin' work. A hundred percent. You know, and I used to say, you know, like it's great, you know, when like plus size models would be in the fashion and, you know, all the media outlets would pick up on it and people would be like, you must be really happy like that this is, I'm like, no, I'll be happy when it doesn't make the friggin' news and people can just be accepted as they are. This is normal. This is actually normal. Are. Yeah, I know, yeah. it's like exactly with ads like that show. Without it being um, the token curvy Dance girl. syndrome models. Yeah. Right? And yes. I just kind of go, why can't we just say she's a model? Yeah, exactly. Like, why do we need to focus on the fact that she's got dancing yes. going and then make it like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I understand the Good psychology of where, for being, you know. For receiving free publicity because they were so generous in giving a role to someone who has Down syndrome. And I just look at it and I just think she got the job size. because she was beautiful. Exactly. And she actually and she did the work. Spunk. And she had and she had fucking energy. But this oozing. is what I'm talking about. This is what brings me back to give the job to the person yeah. who actually deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Not just because of yeah. what you perceive yeah. to be a disability. Because I That's just right. know some people who have disabilities that, yeah. you know, quite honestly, they shit over people that don't. Yeah. And they've got so much more talent yeah. than, you know. Yeah. And I just, and this is what I would love, yeah. like, for me, my dream is to, I don't know what I, whether I see it in my life or not, but this is what I'm hoping yeah. to pass to my children, is see people for who they are, oh, not based on their, absolutely. Um, you know, sure, understand that some people behave yeah. the way that they do because of their disability. Yes. So you're compassionate and you're yeah, understanding yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. But don't just automatically give them that victim status no, exactly. based on that. Exactly. And that's the fine line. And that's your own inner victim coming out like that it or does always go whatever back to the it's yeah yeah whatever you see in that person <laughs> the invitation to you is is to go okay what is that happening within me that i see that in that person yeah. you know and um i think that that's yes so spot on and yes like the token roles, the token goodwill gesture, like, wow, aren't you a really good company for doing that? Like, really, just, you know. I know. And, I that's, know. and my partner is, oh, we really need to wrap up this conversation. I, know, I don't even know what time this. it is. But my partner is fierce on, he'll go asking for a pay rise, yeah. right? And he gets really angry when someone, like a woman will go, well, no, if... This this person's a male, and I need to be getting the same amount as him. And my partner will go, no, I won't give you a raise based on that. But let's have a conversation about the value that you bring, about the direction yeah, Chris, of your future, <laughs> about and his fees, and he will teach this. Yeah. And so when the girls come out 
our children and go, I, mum, she's got chips. I, I need to have some chips. And I'll be like, go ask your father about yeah, that. No. Go ask him to break that down. Ask him what. <laughs> but that's what it's like in my household too. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in when it comes so to that. Chris is able yeah. to go, no, 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 no. It's not I want this because they've got it. No, no, no. Show me the value you Show bring. Show me the value you, you bring. It. Yeah. And yeah. that is really important lessons that we really want to gift our children. Yeah. And um, something that I said to Chris in the beginning, because in the beginning I was like, no, no, but you don't understand because you've not been a woman. See? Like you don't experience yeah. this. Yeah. And so he's like, but no, Renee. And But I'm like, but you don't understand. Yes, you can say that. I said, but you have to appreciate what it's been like yes. for us as well. And and I think that they do because, yeah. you know, a few males around me are very much like Chris in that yeah. way. But why I respect that so much is because they actually honour us for yes. receiving exactly. the pay that we need to yeah, get based right. on our ability exactly. to do the work. Exactly. Yeah. And because he would say that whether they're whether male, male or female. female. There you go. And, and that's that, my point. Yes, that's the that's distinction. My, that's my point, that's right? That's the distinction. And I mean, when Gugu yeah. did a review, and I know we need to wrap this up, but mm. when Gugu did a review about pay rise and about um, pay equality, do you know that it's actually the men that got more of a pay rise at Google? Not the women. Really? Yeah, because yeah. they found that the men were actually being underpaid. So when yeah. we talk, I mean, this is a yeah. huge topic and we won't go into it too much now because yeah. I know we need to wrap up. But these are just some things that I think sometimes, yeah. you know, things can um, be a hot topic and they're the yes. cool thing to talk about and they're the, you know, but just yeah. kind of just question yourself, well, what's actually behind this and, and where's it. that coming and from, what you it, know? what does it bring up within me, you know? Yes. So for me, in that... I got reminded to a job interview that I went to when I first moved to Alice Springs and my first job interview, I just left home. I had like, I was not with my parents. I was, you know, I had my sister there, but I was on my own. I was 17 mm. and um, my first job interview and I was sexually harassed in the job interview. Yeah. And he told me that I would get the job if I was to do a sexual act and but that is what it brought up yeah. in me yeah. but it was good had we not had that discussion yeah. i was able to understand where that actually come from yeah. you know and um and that's what i mean so like just being aware of what's coming up inside of you can i ask you something so personal yeah has with you shifting and doing all that inner work, yeah. do you feel like now, I mean, not that you're going to go for a job now, but yeah. in your interaction with males or with anything like that, do you feel like that happens now in your life, like when it comes to being either sexually assaulted mm. or or do you feel like you've turned that energy around I've because of the way in that... Yeah. And this is not about blame and this is such a deep, deep topic and it's one that I've um, worked with for a big period of my life because I haven't even gone into what has happened in my own life and family when it comes to things like that and I'm not even sure if I'm ready to yet because, you know, I just think it affects still some people that are alive that I kind of don't want to go there with. 
But I do know this one thing for certain in my being mm. that when I've done the work on the forgiveness, on the way mm. that I look at it and the yeah. way that I choose to um, project that onto anybody else in my life, yeah. those same people are no longer attracted exactly, to me. Exactly, that's right. And it's not about you blame. It's really not about blame. No. I want to make that so clear because in the no, beginning no, no. of this work journey, yes. I was like, oh, am I to blame? Is it me? Yes. Is it me? I'm, I'm going yes. to screw my children yeah. up. I'm going to, I'm not. Yeah. And it's not about blame. No, so no. if you have not um, worked with that yet, go yeah. into it. Yes. And, you know, and when I do attract anything like that mm. in my life, Mm. To me, that's a barometer of where I need to go do more Absolutely. work in order to that's repel right. that again. And that's it, so exactly that's, right. Yeah. And as much as we was talking earlier is about, you know, and I've, you know, we've spoken a lot about doing the work and we've spoken about forgiveness is about other people. But in that, when you're doing this work, self-forgiveness. Oh, that's the like, the, but it comes self, back to self-love and self. Yeah, like it really is does. You're going to have made some shit decisions you're going to have made some great decisions but trust me that you made the right decisions yeah. you know and it's all exactly where it's meant to be before we wrap up i want to ask you one question what is turning you on at the moment i love the question what is turning me on oh, how do i pick there's a few things actually yeah. that are turning me on these sort of conversations yeah. like right now. <laughs> yeah, I felt that when as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, these conversations. Um, and ho hoping to create more of these safe places for these type of conversations. Yes. With, with mm. you know, not just me, but within for the all community. Of us. Within, all of us. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and something massively that's turning me right now is my yoga with kids mm. because it's not just about the yoga, but it's about teaching them the language that they use, you know, in simple little things when they go, oh, I can't do that pose. And I'm like, oh, you're right. You can't do that pose because you tell yourself you can't do that yes. pose. And you know what? A five-year-old gets that and they go, yeah. okay, I'll tell myself I can yeah. and then I will. I oh, look at me, I am. And yes. that is a huge turn on for me, I know, because it's just huge. like these kids are getting it. And if they don't get that language at home, yeah. then at least I'm planting those little seeds Absolutely. of when they say, I can't. Well, I can't yet. And like yes. these little yes. things, you know, that we can teach our yes. children. Yeah. I get really Did passionate about it. Did you teach my it. girls that about yet? Yes. Well, <laughs> I know I said it to them. I, I say it in all my workshops. So if you tell, because I always say, if you home. say you can't, and if you say you can, and the way that I do it with kids, they and they go, each oh, other up on it I love all it. the time. Yes. My all job's the done. Time. That's yeah. what turns me on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say in it, like, you know, one will go, I don't know how to do that. And the other one will be like, yet, you know. <laughs> and this was a workshop, what, like two school holidays ago. Yeah, so yeah. they still do it. And that's, they still do it. See, that's they still brilliant. do it. I love hearing that. Absolutely. I love it. No, and this is just so it. powerful. It's just these little things. And I'm just really passionate with youth, kids, because they get it so much quicker than um, adults. They don't have all those layers of conditioning mm. and onion that they've built up over the years to peel back. Yeah. And this is why I'm so passionate of bringing all my knowledge and my, my coaching and my degree and all of that into working with kids, even though people told me oh, you can't make money working with kids. Mm. I just think that's where the real magic happens. That's yeah. where the real, you know, they're going to have these tools. They're still going to have shit happen in their life, but yes. hopefully my dream is that they'll be able to have some tools to go, well, this is not going to fuck me up for life yeah. and I'm not going to deal with it until I'm 50 or 60 yes. when life is almost, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, mm. thank you for all that have stayed and watched yes. and 
commented. I can't wait to go back and read these comments and I'll even um, reply to some of them because I think yes. there's a lot of gold in there. So thank you because um, I was really nervous about doing this and saying some of these mm. things. I've never really done them in this sort of forum. I've only had them in private one-on-one -on -one yeah. conversations. So, um, you know, and if you want to unfriend me for whatever reason, I also respect that and I'm okay with that now and, yeah. you know, kind of go, that's your journey, it's my journey and we just need to... Um, yeah. And grow and learn Absolutely. but thank you if you've stayed and you've watched and um i yeah. wish you an amazing day yes and thank, thank you. you for being on the show thank you for <laughs> all of your amazing work and i'm really excited to see where you're going and mm. you know i'm, I'm excited about yeah. your fierceness and embodying that and you know what pick a side and this is my opinion and my opinion is worthy <laughs> to be heard and the world is ready and I think the world really needs people having these oh. different conversations, having these unspoken conversations is really important, different to what they're seeing on the news and on social media with all these influencers, influencers and people saying all of these things and it's not always how everybody feels. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people who follow... A lot of people and but you know it's like oh but I actually really admire you but I think differently yeah. I have a different opinion and that's how I am in that in, the, yeah. in that sort of way so it. kind of finding so it's that nice yeah. to find other people to explore different ways to think about yeah. things so please let this be the beginning of you having really big oh, hard thank huge, you passionate conversations because you are absolutely worthy of the airtime and we need you so thank, thank you. you to thank you yes more of these conversations more <laughs> So everybody, um, please, if you're not connected to Mary Lou, please reach out and connect. Um, please continue doing what you're doing. You. And I'm so honored to have you as a friend, as a person who I can just show up and be myself. That's how I feel with you. And, and this is, is the whole purpose of this show. I love this show so much and what you bring to it. Mm. So you keep on doing what you're doing too. I though. will. I will. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main, and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.